Welcome to another edition of This Week in Digital Trust, 11M's regular conversation about all things tech policy, privacy, and cybersecurity. I'm Arj, joining you again from a wobble country, and I'm joined again by Jordan. Hi, Jordan. How are you going? Hey, Arj. I'm good. I'm joining you, as usual, from Wurundjeri country in Melbourne. Yeah, looking forward to wrapping up on AI today. We're wrapping it up, and yeah, we're going a little, I mean, a little bit more general and, and chatty, I guess. Well, we've talked a lot about the hard stuff, the regulations and the harms, but it's like, What's the vibe? What's the chat? Yeah, what's the vibe? How have we felt about it? Well, I mean, it, it's been the dominant conversation, right, of the last six months around the world has been AI. We just thought we'd have a chat about the chat. What have people been talking about? How has the kind of conversation evolved in the time and who's shaping it? The evolution of the conversation I've found really fascinating. The starting off with ChatGPT being launched and everyone kind of freaking out about how impressive it is. Well, actually, even before that, this string of generative image creation tools, Dali and Stable Diffusion and stuff coming out and just being wowed by what these things can do and then watching the discussion evolve about what can they actually do. I feel like we've kind of moderated some of our expectations about how quickly they're going to evolve or just, you know, I, I feel like you use chat GPT for 15 minutes and you're like, wow, this is incredible. And then you come back a few times and you're like, look, it's still pretty incredible, but like it's not taken over the world anytime soon. There's this combination of the evolution of the conversation where maybe we've gotten a more realistic idea of what the technology is good at and what it can't do, what the holes are. At the same time, we've got this emerging discussion about harms and existential risk and all of this hype, like the hype's continued right up to, you know, maybe these things are going to take over the world and destroy our way of life. And for me, it's quite hard to reconcile those things, right? Like we haven't had much progress in terms of concretely what these things do past the first few generations or first few examples, and yet we're still very focused on them taking over. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, my experience of it has been, I, I feel like it has, I mean, it hasn't taken over, but it has really made its way into day-to-day life and just seeing kind of friends and family and work colleagues all kind of trying it and using it i mean the big shift for me i think was i mean we feel like we've been talking about ai for a few years and you know you, you like if particularly if you work or follow technology you'll have been aware of people saying it's going to do this going to automate automate away this entire industry or that's going to happen and this is going to happen you know but it's always been this sort of theoretical thing in the background and i think the big difference was chat gpt just made it so accessible like everyone all or people who don't work in tech who may have heard about this got to actually play play with something they got like there was this very easy tool and they could type in and be wowed and and so i think that that accessibility sort of broke open the conversation because everybody was suddenly directly interacting with ai as far as they were concerned for the first time which is probably not true because they probably did you know use chatbots or had their face scanned without them knowing but that has been interesting i think just in terms of pushing into much more public conversations many more barbecue conversations and water cooler chats about how are you using it are you using it i think that's very true i think what i was trying to suggest is the evolution of that conversation has 
progressed a lot more quickly than the actual penetration of the tools into practical deployments as far as i've seen anyway that like they are still largely a novelty to play around with they haven't made their way into my personal you know i'm not drafting contracts based on chat gpt or something you think you're talking to me right now Uh, are we gonna do that (laughs) but uh this is oh let's do let's do that You, you know there was a round of like every news article about chat gpt the first paragraph was generated by chat gpt and they're like ah we got you well so that that's the other thing right (laughs) one of the reasons i think that it's exploded in the public conversation is that maybe less so than other forms of technology the class of people that are worried about their jobs are uh, many of the ones that set the public conversation the journalists (laughs) it's the journalists it's the content creators it's the creatives I don't know, like Drake and The Weeknd and all of these people like Nick Cave putting out blogs and statements about the harms and evils of AI. It's because like suddenly there's all this fear that they're being kind of automated away. And I feel like one of the reasons it's been so prominent in the press and in the public conversation is because the fears are coming from some very sort of otherwise very vocal people. One of the things I've found really interesting watching this develop, and it's kind of come across in the things I've said so far, is that like I love technology. But I am at heart a massive skeptic about claims about new technologies. You know, so often we get, particularly in a kind of corporate commercial context, but like also in our lives, we get these promises of these like fantastic new futures. And they just like, they never come to, five years ago, I was being told that I would never drive a car again. We're going to have all self-driving cars. And it was said with such confidence and there was so much venture capital investment in this stuff. And we're talking about what are the laws going to look like? What are the privacy implications? And it's just not happened. So, so whenever you present me with a new technology like this, I still genuinely don't know. Like in five years, will we still just have like pretty cool chatbots and a way of making a picture with, with a text prompt and that's it? Or will it actually materially change business? The conversation is tracking as if it might change the world and the adoption's massive and it's made some really great strides. But at the same time, I'm just not sure if the technology is going to get there. It's funny. Like I heard, I heard a venture capitalist on one of the podcasts recently use the, the truck example as a hedge against any regulation now. Like back then they would have been like, this automation is going to revolutionize transport. And now because it hasn't materialized, they're saying, Oh, all those harms that you're worried about with AI today, don't worry. Because remember five years ago, everybody was worried about truck drivers being losing their jobs. It didn't happen. So for the same reasons, don't worry now. So like there's always a bit of taking both sides of it from some of these VC guys. I don't follow this realm closely, but we have some colleagues who do, but who's sort of tracking AI development, the technology side of things, you know, like every new model and every new paper. Uh, we, you know, we have some very keen <laughs> folks. Shout out to Nick and Dan. Yeah. Nick and Dan and Jaden and others who are just watching this stuff closely but what i do hear from people like that though is that and particularly people who've been watching tech for maybe decades say that there's a compounding effect that's happening now that maybe hasn't been seen before which is that you have these base capabilities that get spun out and built on and then there's apis and then they get built on and every 24 and 48 hours there is a significant kind of advance and like a new thing drops building on the thing from two days ago gpt3 to chat gpt through to like 
you know, these are models that build off that model and so forth. And that's one of the step changes that I hear, at least from people that watch the tech more closely, is that where we are in six months from now and the capability is going to be so radically different from today. And I don't know. But like you, I mean, I think there, there's a healthy measure of skepticism because we have had a lot of promise over the last decade or so like you know the hype is there i'll say to you what i've said to nick and dan show me show me the actual application to the actual problem i think what happens here is that you have this like massive advance in technology which is really exciting and is like wild the capabilities which i agree but the application like this is the problem with self-driving cars self-driving car technology has progressed dramatically but also, our understanding of just how complicated driving a car in the real world is has also grown dramatically, right? And so, what often happens, I think, is you have this incredible advance in technology, you apply it to a problem, and then you're like, ooh, ooh, that problem's actually a really hard problem. Oh, we didn't fully appreciate the million different edge cases and the million different difficulties in there. And so... Yeah, anyway, I, I, I think we're at the pretty impressive demo stage. And where are we going with application? One of the things I think that has been I think, good this time is that the conversation about harms and safety has also sort of been supercharged this time around. And it's almost kind of kept up with the hype or of the possibility of these t tools and technologies. And the best example and analogy that has come up in various other contexts is social media. I feel like social media made its way into our lives and, our, and took over our world for some time before we really started to properly talk about the harms and the risks. I mean, there were people that would talk about them but really like nobody was really consciously thinking about privacy concerns the addiction the virality the misinformation and all of that and i feel like this time it's much more front-ended to the point where some of it is a hype and over the top but at least it's there and it may be why we're having the regulatory conversation maybe a little bit earlier this time as well yeah which is great and we can quibble i will definitely quibble on whether we're focusing on the right risks right existential versus current or whatever but like just the fact that we have this public discussion about what might go wrong here and how do we respond to that as a society i think is, is yeah absolutely a conversation we didn't have in the early days or for the first like 10 years of facebook and google search for example like it was only like hardcore academics that were talking about like hmm if google is a profit-driven tech company that is sitting in between me and access to the world's information, maybe there's a risk there. <laughs> Unfortunately, even the, the tech um, AI kind of proponents are savvy to that as well. So, like, you look at someone like Sam Altman, who's probably looking and thinking, I don't want to be Mark Zuckerberg after Cambridge Analytica getting grilled in front of the US Senate, I want to go early, tell them what's going to happen and have a really lovely conversation with them and set the agenda. And But, but yeah, I think the bigger picture is, yeah, it's, it's great to actually, as much as some of it's fear and, like you say, not focus on the right harms, it's great to actually have that part and parcel with the conversation. You're just as likely to see a headline about the risks of AI than as you are about the sort of imagined possibilities and whatnot. Yeah, which is great 
right? I think we've gotten to a stage of a much more mature discussion. And you see that in, I've seen that in personal conversations, you know, the, the barbecue friend conversations about this stuff. You get the question about, oh, hey, you know, what do you think about ChatGPT? And then you, you have these immediate follow up questions of like, what are the dangers here? We're also having those conversations internally. We're also having these conversations with clients as well, right? Like what I've had a stack of conversations about this particular department wants to start playing around with these particular technologies. What are the risks, right? And you'd kind of expect that in that, ca- in that context. But the fact that that's kind of filtering across all of those different conversations, I think is really reassuring and is in the media public discussion as well. And the public discussion, I think, does tend to over-index on the existential side of the risk. The open letters that people have written and some of the fear-mongering has meant that people think the fears of AI are primarily around a sentient being, you know, taking over the world or existential at a personal level, which is like losing my jobs, whereas there are a lot of current harms that they're already possible well before industries are wiped out or humanity is wiped out i think the we've talked about this before but the strategy for focusing on the existential risks has been i think to distract from the other risks in part at least and i i think that's backfired honestly i think we've trained people to start thinking about potential risks whether they're existential or whether they're not. And and so we've really equipped the public discourse and governments with a license to worry and regulate in a way that certainly we didn't have for the social media kind of generation. Well, look, that brings our series to an end, our AI mini-series. It was uh, good fun. Yeah, look forward to something fresh and different next week. Well, probably AI again. <laughs> probably, probably more AI news. But but yeah, no, really good to... I think it's been fun to work through this in kind of a bit more of a structured, a bit more of a long form kind of way. Interested if listeners found that useful or prefer like a, the, the week-to-week focus on a news story or something. So you know, if you're listening, let us know what you prefer. Always happy to take feedback. Yeah, cool. Okay, well, until um, next week. Yeah, talk next week. Thanks, Ash. Thanks.